Piece? Yeah, well, we saw them live this week, mm-hmm. Thursday. Little tiny stage that they were on. They were on the tiny stage at the Rio Hotel Voodoo Pool, Voodoo Beach. Mm-hmm. Free show, free beer, uh, interesting crowd. Yeah, we discovered that flannel is back in. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, we're behind on the, that discovery. Right away, the next day, I went and bought flannel. <laughs> Does is that right? Are you supposed to do that when you see trends, you go follow them? You have to be fast, otherwise, you look like you got on the boat slow. Well, right. So, or you just skip that boat. You either get in early, so you're a pioneer, or you just skip the boat. No, uh, I. I want to fit in. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I want to be hip and cool. I mean, um, if I see everybody wearing flannel, and I don't think it was conscious. I don't think anybody said, like, in the... No, I... Uh, like, in the Vogue magazine, they're like, Flan- flannel is going to be... Yeah, I don't think those fall. people read Vogue, but probably right. in the uh, A&F uh, catalogs and models and that... They're, when they go to the mall, they're told what to wear. So yes, they did. They were told. They were told by what's available in the store. <laughs> but isn't flannel always been available? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm flabbergasted at how Anyways, much flannel I. So see. I bought a dope flannel <laughs> uh, to add to my old flannel. I can't. Yeah, your old flannel's kind of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> well, the new flannel's very colorful. Yeah. Uh, the the old flannel is not so much. I'm still gonna bring it back. I'm gonna look like the old. Ver- there's what? still there's still some styles with the old flannel. I don't get it. Um, we went to a birthday party once, and and these two girls bought matching dresses. They were actually a mixture of a wife beater and a flannel skirt. And I just don't understand how these girls, who basically have decent bodies, looked in the mirror and said, "Oh yeah," because these are the worst dresses ever. They're totally not figure flattering. And then they're ugly. A wife beater plus a flannel skirt. Bad. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Anyways, the show was good. Um, we didn't. We caught a little bit of Company of Thieves. They were okay. I think. Yeah, I still can't remember who they remind me of. If it's Belly or, I know it's not the Cranberries. It even really though is everyone else. It really is. That's what they remind everyone else of. But I know more songs than just Zombie from the Cranberries. Like what? So, um, spot. I Can't Be With You is my favorite okay. Cranberry song. See, I don't even know that song, so you're yeah. right. You made a good point. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, 
Um, what did you think of the live performance of OLP? Our Lady Peace. Um, you know, the funny thing is the first time I saw Our Lady Peace was outside in Las Vegas. And now the last time has been outside in Las Vegas. The only difference is <laughs> the first time they were told to turn it down because they were being too loud. Where was that? They were in the parking lot of oh. Odyssey Records on Las Vegas Boulevard. You know where that is, right? Yeah, where it was, yeah. Yeah, no longer there. Um, I think the pawn shop across the street. Uh, you know, Jeremy, the drummer, just hits those drums so hard. I don't even think they were mic'd. But he hits those drums so hard that, like, they were asking him to drum less loud. I think that's the trouble I have on drums. <laughs> yeah, that's why my drum set is broken on Guitar Hero. I knew it was you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew that you were passive-aggressively saying. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I thought it was clever as well. Yeah. You say passive-aggressive, I you say, say clever. clever. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so it kind of felt to me like I'd come full circle. You know, they're they're not on a parking lot, but they were playing just as close together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was yeah. Very, uh, very, like, it was as if they, um, you know, the, the boy bands of the 60s with the little guitars and the little suits. That's how close they were. Yeah, they really were very close together. They seemed, I, I mean, I'm assuming they were genuine. They seemed like they really dug what was going on. Or they're just really good performers. Well, they're seasoned, right? They've been around a long time. Yeah, I'm, I felt the same vibe coming from them that I did coming from Franz Ferdinand. I'm not saying the two bands are alike. I get you. But just the vibe that they're giving while they're playing and what they're giving to the audience. It's very much like Franz Ferdinand, which, you know, I don't know how you can love Franz Ferdinand, except that their songs are really good. But you go see Franz Ferdinand live, and it's very impressive. Yeah, Same, same totally. with OLP. Totally. In all caps, radio hour with your host Mookie and the little one. And the little one. That the, was there an echo? Yeah. Hello. Hello. It's Again. Been, it's been so long since we talked. Do we have to re 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 greet? So our lady piece was Thursday. We talked about that before the intro. But the highlight was last night. Brand new. And um, brand new is probably the highlight of anyone's weekend, don't you think? I mean, at least for the uh, thousand people that were in that. Whether they come to town or not. Do you think that... All right, I don't want to jump ahead. So, brand new was the... Let's talk all the way about the beginning of our day. Oh, we, we were, have to? We, were so, we had bought... Not we. George. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Mookie. My buddy George, though, told me about it. Uh, George told me about this acoustic show. He said, Mookie, go buy CDs yeah. at Zia Records on Eastern. If you buy the Daisy record, that's the new record by Brand New, you will get a bracelet to see the acoustic performance at Zia the day of the show. Right. So I tell TLO, George said that this was something we should go do. Are you interested? And you said... Well, you were like, I gotta go get these CDs right now. What should I do? Should I leave work? And I was like, uh, dude, I'm, I, um, <laughs> right. I can't tell you to leave work, but are you going to be sad if you miss it? Yes. 
But did, did the 200 wristbands get sold out? No. I could have waited weeks. I could have got it on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, it turns out. Could have gotten it any time. Um, and never mind that we already had brand, the brand new album. But we had to buy two more CDs just to get the wristbands. And my brother would have given us wristbands if we had just decided not to do it. And then we would have walked into them. Yeah. But anyways, then here comes the next F up. We go down to Zia. Uh, after running errands and we get we're a little early but we're like okay let's eat some food so then we get there 20 minutes till right about quarter till yeah and the place is packed obviously but I think we're gonna be okay because the stage is a little bit raised we'll probably be fine but we have to first now we have to stand next to super irritating fan (sighs) which abound lately yeah, we have been running into that a lot lately. We ran into some of those... Uh, Super irritating fan says, Yeah, I, I have uh, seats up in the balcony. I'm sitting up in the balcony. It's not it's not worth it to sit on the floor or to stand on the floor. It's like... Unless... Really, dude? I, I don't even want to go into okay. why he's, uh, how he qualifies that because he's just... The guy I, was... All right, let's just, let's just sum it up by saying he's a moron. And I think even his girlfriend knew that too. She felt embarrassed that he was talking. So... How do you decide that you're going to get seats for a rock show? All I know is if all I can get is seats, I don't go to that show. I pretend that it's cool to sit in seats. No. no. Oh, that's not the rule? Because I thought that was the no. rule. Like, if, like, like, for example, <laughs> let's say you said, Mookie, I want you to buy tickets for Bayside. And I go to the box office and they say, we only have, uh, we only have the upper deck seats or we only have seats. You know what I tell you? No, They're sold out, going. babe. I'm oh. sorry about that. <laughs> it really sucks. What if I tell you I want to take you to an $80 STP concert and sit in seats 80 miles oh away from the my stage? God. That was such a horrible performance. I, you know what's funny? <laughs> Did uh, you pay for your ticket on that show? No. Are you sure? I think I just had to buy drinks or something. I don't remember. And oh, I think you had dinner. You had sushi yeah, that night. Yeah, that's right. I bought sushi. <laughs> um, you know, I went to that show. I feel like I wasn't even there. It's, that's bad i can't tell you anything that happened was your friend who you went with enjoying it yeah like going out of her mind she was practically 80 miles from the stage yeah (sighs) i mean i don't i don't know anyways where were we oh so we're waiting for brand new see the thing is that they were going to do an acoustic set before their show and we were worried because i wanted to see the openers and i was worried we weren't going to make it right because we've been through this before we went to see bayside acoustic at zia and it's in a tough spot at a tough time of the day where traffic is horrible for miles around this spot and i was like they're not going to make it on time by the way just just between me and you what time did uh the first opening band go on because it's important. Like six thirty. So think. Uh, doors were what? What time? Five thirty. So we have an hour between doors and first band. We can guess. Probably going to be different for every show, but we can say, as a rule of thumb, we have an hour between doors and the first band. No, I disagree. See, that was my issue. I was like, okay, there's only three bands on this ticket, so they probably won't start at doors. But a lot of the Las Vegas shows, if they have more than three bands per ticket, they start at doors because they have to get out. All right, maybe we'll have. Because I remember when we used to be on MySpace, um, some of those opening bands would put out messages and bulletins. Hey, you know, some people are figuring that they shouldn't show up till six, but we go on at five thirty-five. <laughs> so get there if you want to see us. Right. I wish every band did that. I want to always know. What yeah. Time. Sometimes the bands don't know though. It's 
It's a nightmare because if you want to plan things like like this thing, we probably would have been fine. We could have probably waited it out and still made the first band. Do you agree? Absolutely. And we had to miss brand new acoustic set because I was worried about missing the openers, which sounds dumb, but it was a big payoff. But it was also because we were standing in Zia around a bunch of annoying people. It was like annoying. kids. I felt like I was in a high school cafeteria where people like weren't being monitored, so they were. Well, listen, Brandy was late, and they were getting yeah, antsy. You know, antsy. They've been who well. They should have started fighting or something instead we heard of that acting the, like retards. We heard they were lighting up around the building. I mean, <sighs> they might have been out there for a long time. So yeah. well, anyway, you know, it's getting to be like four twenty, and and we don't know four twenty if, <laughs> if Brandy's going to show up at all. And we thought, well, we want to be at the House of Blues by five thirty, so. What are you going to do? And then your brother tells you set times for Manchester and, and brand new. And even after I repeatedly told him that you wanted to catch Builders and Butchers, he doesn't bother to tell you what time Builders and Butchers are going on. So Although he, we could certainly call. He missed a great opener with Builders and Butchers. They were fantastic. Do you agree? They were completely fantastic. You did not have faith after hearing the album. I Here's what I didn't have. I didn't have excitement. I felt like the um, the foundation was there for this to be a great band, but I felt like the recording that I was hearing was missing something, and I wasn't sure what it was. I wasn't sure I would love them. I I knew. Uh, you knew, and I trusted you, but I was still like, well, we'll see. Because, you know, you love Megan D alive, and they're not epic. All right. I, <laughs> I just think she's hot. That leads that, I think that's what it is. Anyways, so uh, so we make it to House we make it to the Mandalay Bay. Did you just whisper House of Blues? No, it's just you paused. So I was about to say House of Blues. Oh. Um, but I was going to talk about how you went and bought shoes, <laughs> and I won some cash. Yeah. And then uh, doors had opened by the time we got back together. You ran back to the car, and then we go inside about six o'clock. Yeah. And then 20 minutes later, Builders and Butchers, fantastic show. Um, you would recommend them, right? Yes, absolutely. I love, I love that kind of energy and um, passion. The lead singer, I fell in love with him right away. Uh, just the passion that he's attacking the mic. He's totally, he's earnest. He has to deliver these lyrics to you. That's, that's, his, that's his presence. Right. So, um, what's that guy's name? Do you remember? I forgot. I want to say it's Sal. We'll look that up in a second. But, um, yeah, they were fantastic. My favorite part, of course, is the percussion. Uh, that was just great. They had they have these two drummers, and they kind of deconstruct the drum set. They do that, but also they're not just drumming in their percussion. They are utilizing any kind of tambourine and, and additional percussion instrument that they can, strapping it to their legs. Right. Hooked it up to the drum set as well. That's kind of what I meant by deconstructing anyways. Maybe that's not the right word. But, um, yeah, I mean, they basically have taken the drum set, turned it around, changed the way it's configured, added another person. They got things on their on their legs. They um, They really do some interesting stuff. And I just liked watching them just get down on that mm -hmm. that was great also the mandolin banjo player Look, was yeah keep going it was fantastic well it's you fun. got excited but what do you want to say every every one of those uh um guitar players you've ha you have the mandolin guy who 
he has the most tricked out mandolin you would never think it was a mandolin. Right. And he plays it expertly. And then he switches to a banjo, which also tricked out. You would never think it's a banjo. Acoustic bass dude has the most insane handlebar mustache and the most insane bass. He guitar. was very small, and his bass was maybe as big as him. Yeah. And it's not an upright bass. This was no, just... No, no, no. An acoustic bass yeah, guitar. It was something else. And the mandolin player... I don't know if some people don't know what a mandolin is. It's a very small instrument. And the mandolin uh, player is a, was kind of a big guy. It was very funny to Most see. Most mandolins aren't that small. It, a mandolin is just slightly smaller than like a Spanish guitar. So this was a small mandolin. It looked like a viola. But it was awesome. It kind of looked like a Guitar Hero guitar. Even smaller than that. A little bit smaller. It had a, it had a, a shorter neck. Right. Yeah. Um, the dude, the lead singer of Builders and Butchers, I guess when he was 15, he decided he really wanted to play guitar. And he asked his parents to buy him one, and they said no because he had bad grades. Right. So he went and got some wood and strings and made one. Right. And they were like, all right, we're going to buy you a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> You kind of have to when your kid builds the instrument. His, his name is Ryan. Ryan Solly. Thank you. Good call. Yeah. Um, he's from Alaska originally. I guess they, he moved to Portland to start the band? Yeah, they formed in Portland, and he was heavily influenced. by. You can hear it. Just You know you know the soundtrack for um, that George Clooney movie, uh, uh, Old oh Brother, Brother. Where Out, yeah. Where Out Thou? <laughs> but, wow, butchered that one. Um, the Speaking American Roots the, the yes. southern real mm-hmm. twang type music this isn't necessarily what builders and butchers are but you can feel the the heart yeah and totally the, and the inspiration for it i love it they uh, do kind of look the part though they do they do let's play a little bit okay let me tell you okay song we're gonna play yes tell me about it i hadn't heard before Okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't on the album. You I had just bought the new album. Right. What's the name of the new album? It's called um, Salvation is a Deep Dark Well. Yeah. Wasn't on that album, but I was listening to these lyrics and the way they performed it. It's amazing. I loved it. I especially love came uh, that line came from a towel that, town that was built on black coal and iron ore. Right. It's a great song about a woman who just refused to set her roots in this town. She was out of there. Yeah, it it was uh, it was it was an awesome song. Well, let's go ahead and play it then. Little sister, there's blood on the tracks and a lit cigarette, but she's not coming back to a town that was built on black gold and iron ore.
is. Oh, yeah. So, actually, the narrator of that song is talking about his baby mama. I think so. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Now that I hear it on the on the headphones, that was, like, maybe the third time I've ever heard that song. Right. After just hearing it live first and then checking it for this podcast. Uh, also, they're talking about black gold, not black coal. Right. That's what he sounded like he was saying coal on stage. What a great song, though. It is awesome. And, and also live, they totally broke that song down. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, they did that uh, fantastic. And um, one thing that I, I really want to add about um, Builders and Butchers is uh, they like crowd interaction. They were really loving the crowd and how they were responding. And um, one thing they did in their last song, they passed out percussion instruments to people in the crowd. Yeah. And they got to play along. I was this close to catching one. Yeah. The one that you were about to catch was like a little baby rattle crazy yeah. thing. So probably wouldn't have been as much fun. But, yeah, I mean, bring bring at least 12 of those little hand uh, no symbols doubt. or anything. It would, be, it would be amazing. Also, they wanted us to create more percussion by uh, stomping our feet. But the the concrete floor at uh, House of Blues probably... We're in a basement. Yeah. There's no... There's no, there's no stomping or the anything. floor. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love them. I... Um, I just, like I said after the show, brand new picks great openers that, um, so far, I mean, they're, uh, they haven't missed. So yeah. I, I knew when I heard the CD, I knew there was going to be good live performance and I was happy about that. And, um, well, I tell you what, the people who showed up for Builders and Butchers, um, were a good crowd for Builders and Butchers. And butchers, they they were receptive. I don't know if they knew of them, but they were receptive to them. Um, the place had not even half filled up yet, and they were a good crowd. It's a good crowd, but Manchester Orchestra is somebody that brand new picked as a as an opener two and a half years ago, and the crowd still hasn't caught on. The crowd last night did not give love to the number two uh, band on the lineup. Manchester Orchestra. It is a shame, right? I um, I don't get what that is. I don't get it either. It's, I mean, to, to be honest with you, just to jump ahead a little bit, the crowd really wasn't even that pumped up for Brand New, at least from where we were at. Like, there was not a lot of... If you look to the left, center, center uh, stage, center audience, I should say, those people were into it. They jumped. There was a uh, three hundred pound gorilla in there jumping around. Uh, but our we nobody really moved. I mean, you and I, I were, might have been I the only ones jumping. truly rocking. The out. girl in front of me who kept yes. screaming was jumping. You us three looked like uh, we were enjoying the show, but everybody else was just. Yeah, I don't understand who, people who push to get so close to the front and then just stand there like sticks. Weird. I almost threw somebody to the ground because they wouldn't get out of my ass. You had some beef. Let's back up though. We, definitely we still on Builders? No, we're on Manchester. No, we're on Manchester. Oh, this is That's, that's why right. I almost threw to the ground. That's right. Because I'm standing there trying to enjoy Manchester, and I, I get that you're trying to get your spot for brand new, but get out of my ass because I'm trying to enjoy the song. Yeah, she was in your ass and had weird butt. She had her, her basically her arm in your shoulder blade. And she was a little, She was. it wasn't like she was a little punk rock kid who was trying to keep her spot, which I could respect. She was just being dumb. And we had thought about leaving the floor before brand new, just maybe. Um, and I thought, if we turn around and leave, I'm going to push her out of my way. And then I sort of had this whole scenario in my head where she, like, 
pulled my hair and then I punched her in the face or something. God, I <laughs> really wish I could have seen that. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But uh, here's the other thing I think about brand new fans and Manchester Orchestra fans. I think a lot of the... Um, look, there's no better fan or worse fan. I'm not going to judge who can listen to brand new. But I think a lot of their fans like the hatefulness and the directness of most of brand new songs. Brand new has great metaphor, but a lot of their songs are very direct. Um, and you can translate it for your own life and just be mad at someone with a brand new song. To do that with a Manchester song, you really have to get it. Right. So I think that's why there's not that crossover as, as much as there maybe we think there should be. Besides oh. the fact that Manchester hasn't had a song on the radio. Uh, they have been played on some stations, but not here in town. You're right. Um, we've seen Manchester in other venues, and the crowd's gotten into it. Insane, but also they were headlining. No, they weren't headlining at Slim's. Who was headlining that show? Me without you. Oh, did we even stay for me without you? No, and I'm, I regret it ever since. We just, I don't know what happened to us, but we didn't really get into it right away. And then we were tired, maybe, and we just bailed. We had gone mostly to see Manchester. Um, and and, and that, that was night two also, wasn't it? It was night two. We saw Sparta the night before. So I think we were just, like, peaced out. But, um... Yeah, well, Manchester delivered an awesome performance at Slim's. I don't think last night at House of Blues, Manchester's sound was that good. Yeah, you said that, but no, I think they sounded fantastic. What what part of the sound did you not like? I just think that the way that the uh, the speakers were, were set was bad. We were getting a lot of feedback. He lifted his guitar several times. They were trying. They no, that was that. his fault because he was he was down messing with an effects pedal, and he got the speaker too close to the monitor. There was that later in the show, but I mean, first song, you could hear a lot of reverb, and he lifted his guitar in right. the air as if lifting his arm in the air for tune this or tune, like that. They may the he may have had some problem with that with that rhythm guitar. Um, but I don't think any other part of the performance was really bad or, or even hindered by that. But No, their performance was I think they just moved on, but I, I sensed a little bit of a sound issue. Um, you know, I think also we saw Brand New like two and a half years ago, um, and the Brand New crowd was different, and they were very receptive to Kevin Devine and to Manchester Orchestra. But I think that show was also prior to Brand New getting a song on the radio. Brand New has a song on the radio? They played Jesus Christ oh, yeah, on the local right. radio here on all the radio stations. Do you think that really got After, fans in? They barely played it. Well, I don't know what else to give you as a hypothesis of why in April 07, uh, they had a good crowd who liked Manchester Orchestra, yeah. and then they get Jesus Christ on the radio, and then in October 09... It's a different crowd. What I want to try to say to you, though, is from our perspective of where we were in that concert, we were up very close to the stage, uh, stage left, and um, our perspective of who we could see was limited. I think when we saw Brand New the last time at the same venue, 
we were up further back and we could see more of the venue and see more people getting into it. I just feel like we got kind of in a weird spot where we seemed to see a lot of negativity. I don't just know if that was really the case everywhere in the whole venue. All right. Could be. I mean, there was a chick who was had a lot of illustrious dance moves, apparently, from, from right? her brother. Right? If we had saw that, we would have said the crowd <laughs> got off. You should have seen this chick break into some R&B moves <laughs> during Manchester's set. You know, so... What was your favorite thing about Manchester's set? I loved... Well, um... <laughs> where have you been? Uh, evolves over time. It evolves over time, but... And I'm going to let you get into that, because you really kind of nailed that uh, when we were just chatting about the about what we wanted to talk about today. But I just... That song has never gotten me so emotional. But this time... Oh, it, tonight it was... But last night, um, it was... It really hit me. I was holding back tears. I was choking them back. And I can't even tell you why. It was just a performance. It was just... It felt like to me just a passion that Andy was exuding. Why were you holding it back? I don't want to cry. And Why? That'd be kind of silly. You were crying because you were like three people away from me. That's why. I didn't really like that either. <laughs> if I, I would have held you very tightly and it would have made me feel better. Oh, well, you could have grabbed me. I tried you and you're like, I can't you fit in there. You should have pushed that fat bitch out from behind me because I had two bitches in my ass. But you should have pushed the fat one. I mean, I had one of her friends on my right. If we had, you had just switched spots with her, we would have been good. Yeah, I didn't want her in front of me. But but then you would have also been behind the back of that giant man with the white shirt. And no, that see that the crowd shifted. That he was on the other side of the girl with the green jacket. But when the black girl came pushing Ooh. through, that well, there was only one black girl at the concert. What? Uh, no, I know I wasn't talking about. But that. no, when she came pushing through, there was drama. Yeah. And so and so the dude in the white shirt moved to try to keep her out and then we all shifted positions and that was also my opportunity to get with you but then I was behind him so I was next to Green Jacket Girl and Green Jacket Girl was in front of you but the big fat girl who nobody would let through she, like she tried to get in front of me once and then she came back Yeah, she was right to your right and right behind me and you could have switched places with her is what I'm saying yeah two times she tried to get past us and <laughs> retreated I that was embarrassing yeah. Yeah. The girl with the green jacket is like, no. <laughs> she wouldn't let anybody. No, walk. she really wouldn't. <laughs> so anyway, when we shifted, then but that was later. So during Manchester, um, it's a shame that we were not closer together. I'm sorry that you had to cry or that you didn't get the chance to cry or whatever. I would have. Yeah. Well, anyways, I held it back. So, yeah. Where have you been? Every, not every time he performs it, but I think every tour he allows that song to evolve and even mean more or something different to himself and right. then share it with the crowd, which is pretty amazing. You know, he started out with my God, where have you been joy? Where have you been? Sometimes he would say, where have I been? Mm-hmm. Um, because, because I think in the beginning it was a thing like, you know, his view that, um, we often say, where is God in my life? And then he kind of looked back on himself and said, well, where was I when I was supposed to be, you know, loyal to God? Where have I been? So that, I think, was part of that. 
then he uh, what was that that in the spring of this year he started saying do you remember um, what was the phrase he was repeating something about death raise the dead raise the dead um, I don't know what that was about because I didn't experience it firsthand. Um, but then this segment of the tour or uh, this tour is something like um, something like uh, I, I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm working on it. And in the end, I hope I will have done it right. I don't remember his exact words, but I think that was his message. I mean, I would we tried to look them up and we uh, we haven't seen any recent videos um, so that we could try to decipher exactly what he said. But, yeah, it was it was just another... It seemed like... What I was trying to explain earlier was that it just seems like a whole... He added another verse to that song. Whereas before, he might just do a little interlude or or uh, or whatever. But this time, when we, when we heard them perform that song, it really seemed like he had added something significant to it. And I'd love to really just break it down. But um, regardless... Uh, the, the whole set was fantastic. I like the new harder edge to them. Um, Chris is still very creepy at times. I don't think it's creepy. I don't even get it. That was the other thing that made me mad about the crowd. They're making fun of him, and I would have punched them for that too. I mean, he seems like he might be a, a slightly autistic, but it's fine. Um, the point is it's a beautiful thing. It, no doubt. Usually, autistic kids can be very talented musically. Is well, that he is very talented Absolutely. musically, and he the the music speaks to his soul, sure and does. he gets into it, he and sure that reflects how he's going to participate with his part. He of really, the percussion. I mean, I feel like I look like Chris when I'm alone in the car playing air guitar. I, mean, I hope not, because you will crash. Oh, <laughs> good point. So Jonathan Corley also, let me just say, I was really impressed today or yesterday with him playing bass. He really adds a layer to those songs that oh, you don't does. notice. He really does. Well, it's because his persona, his performance is very subdued. He's, he doesn't move around too much. But he is adding a lot of beautiful layers of bass to those songs. He's definitely an important part of that band. So we do want to play a song. Um, one of Manchester Orchestra's songs. The one that uh, I picked was Mean Everything to Nothing. And I, th I think when they were playing this song live, I was willing the audience to go, to just listen, to just, hey, listen to this song. If you like Brand New so much, just hear this song and maybe you'll, you'll get a little piece of Manchester Orchestra. I was hoping so much that they would get something. There were even a couple of songs where um, Manchester was pretty quiet and there's so much talking uh, in that whole big venue. Yeah, but that happens a lot. It does happen, but, you know, when it's your band, you just feel different and you want people to say, hey, just just take a second and listen to this. Just listen to this song. Yeah. So it would have been probably this song that I would have wanted them to listen to. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's play it.
was Manchester Orchestra doing the MySpace transmission, Everything to Nothing. You can find this song and other songs that they recorded at the MySpace studios on MySpace.com. Look for MySpace transmissions. And you can find other bands, too, that have done similar sets, like Thrice is another great one to download. And the other payoff, too, if you go to MySpace to download these songs, is uh, they'll do interviews and stuff with the band. And there's actually a really funny one about a member of Manchester getting a black eye. But listen, <laughs> uh, the best part about MySpace Transmissions is they're recording all of this stuff in the same room as if they were doing a live performance and you get a different vibe of the song. And I actually like this version better than the one on the album. Yeah, this is that was a long track and the original song is somewhat long, but this is a great, it's a sped up version. It's right. a higher pitch. Uh, it's a terrific song. It really is. Don't you think a brand new fan would maybe get interested in Manchester Orchestra if they heard that particular song? Or am I just crazy? Um, I mean, they should, right? But, you know, yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe I don't understand every brand new fan. Um, <laughs> That's very possible. I mean, I look. Ar- I even just look around and I'm like, I don't get why you're here. I don't get why you're here. And they're all different. Yeah. You're, not, you're not looking at five people who look no. the same and say, I don't get why you're here. Right. Uh, you have crazy, like, um, Ed Hardy wearing yes. crew cut bodybuilders. And you got the mods that, like, like that still are hoping to hear 70 times 7. The mods. <laughs> or whatever. I don't even know what to call those. No, I love freaks. it. <laughs> but, um, That's not nice. 
I know. <laughs> no, I love them. I just like, but like, the band has grown. So even those old songs, they're going to play differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, they played a lot of old songs last night, brand new. But all those songs sounded like they could have been on the album today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was they reworked a lot of that stuff, whether it was music or lyrics or the way he sang it. He screamed some of the songs he's never screamed before on an album. I mean, like it's just different. This is the band now. If you're not on the same page, then maybe you shouldn't come anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I almost don't even want to hear Jesus Christ live without Kevin Devine helping out. On right. It. <laughs> that that is that Jackson uh, performance is one of the best performances of that song ever. Yeah. Yeah, and you know Andy Hall came in uh, to help him out on "Play Crack the Sky," which was enjoyable. Fantastic! I love that song, and it was great to hear uh, those two together. That was the closing song. Yeah, that was the final track of that set. But we should probably uh, get back to the beginning of brand new set. And um, a lot of people, a lot of people that I know, were not really digging this new album. You and I did dig it. We wrote a blog about it saying that this is is a good album and it's going to be great live. It seemed like the audience was into the new album. Totally. Here's the thing. So they started off their set. They played a lot of old songs that people had been wanting to hear a long time. They, they And they played them well. Yes. And with that new kind of fierce sound that you'd find on Daisy. So when they finally got to Daisy songs, first of all, I think they picked all the great songs off the album. Mm-hmm. And they're great because those are probably the songs they want to play live that they recorded. So obviously they're going to make it into the performance. At the time of the set, when they started playing those new songs, we began to see a change to there was projections on the back screen. Uh, different lights started coming on on stage. To create, it almost was like, if you want to call it an encore or like like part two of the performance, you could definitely feel like yeah. we're going to step into something different right now. Yeah, it was. It's a great stage presence. It makes me wonder um, who orchestrates this whole show. Not that we're not talking about an arena show with fireworks, because that requires no thought anyway. Even though it might require a million dollars per tour, but. Who really orchestrates this show and says, hey, what if we use two projectors on this and it makes it look really manic, whatever, we're projecting these old movies and women dancing and uh, clouds rolling and buildings exploding and people in blindfolds, just all random stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, my guess, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but um, when we did research to write our post on Daisy we learned that he had picked up a lot of weird samples and stuff from an estate sale. And I just guessed, I'm like, maybe there was a bunch of film and they just decided this is the sound of the record and this is the way the tour is going to look. And that, you know, they probably brought someone in to help them make that vision happen. But they, they must have also thought, okay, here's some great film, but I also have to look somewhere else for some freaky images. Because do you remember there was one where like, there was a man's face with the, um, like, spacers opening, keeping his mouth open. Yeah. You think they found that at that same estate sale? No, because I all think the that old, was from uh, a movie. Um, they, uh, no, you're thinking about Agent Orange when he has his eyelids yeah, propped no, open? Oh, yeah, this was. is his mouth propped open. Right. Almost like a, the child version of, of Willy Wonka in, in yeah. Johnny Depp. Uh, 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Yeah, that was weird. No, you're probably right. But maybe, I don't know. I just feel like whatever they found. Did I say Agent Orange? You did, which you meant. Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange, yeah. I, I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> what <but> a lunatic. <laughs> you threw me off. I was thinking about dioxin. I don't know. Hmm? Nobody got that. I surely didn't. <laughs> um, you're probably, I'm sure you're right. But they might have had some ideas of images that they wanted and someone came in to help them. Um, but they seem like the kind of band that that would be important to them. I'm sure they had a lot of input on how that looked. So, um, you know, as as we as the set rails down, winds down, we're thinking that was an amazing set list. It was so well crafted; it doesn't need an encore. Not that we wouldn't have loved an encore, but we knew one wasn't right. coming, and it was it was a complete set. Yes. And out of nowhere because it's a prerequisite for all brand new shows. There's the calling for 70 times 7. Yes. Like, it seemed like a whole group of them got together to say, let's all shout this at the same time. Because it was like 30 people that said it all at the same time. But then separately after hearing that, there were other kids who are suddenly like, yeah, I want to hear 70 times 7. Um, And we already know there's a longstanding issue where Jesse Lacey doesn't like playing that, whatever, whatever. But I just wonder, aren't you also satisfied with the um, I'm not going to forgive you theme in Luca? And also, what about in You Stole? There are I'm not going to forgive you themes in other songs that they play live. Why must you hear 787? Right. You know, and it's a shame that Lacey's going to continue just not playing it. Um, but he gave you no seatbelt song, which you haven't heard probably ever in a live set. I don't think he's ever played play Crack the Sky live that I can remember. Not in a regular live yeah. show. I mean, he gave you such a quality set list. There was no bullshit, no talking. They cranked out one song after another. Um, you really want to hear that? I mean, I just feel like it's a slap in the face, and it makes me sad. Because, by the way, um, his live performance of Play Crack the Sky was supported by Grace Reed. Yeah, but that was an acoustic set. Right. Very different. Right. Well, I'm just saying that it's nice that he had someone supporting him. True. Even though it wasn't a skinny Irish girl. Right. <laughs> he may Speaking only... of which, Andy Hull is looking a little trimmer oh. these days. Yeah, except for his hair has gotten fat. <laughs> I think he wants to get dreadlocks. Maybe. He would look great in them. So, um, yeah, they played Luca... They played, um, what else do they play? Uh, I mean, they played No Seatbelt Song. They played Gasoline. They played Daisy. They played um, Tommy Gun. <clears throat> what did you say? At the Bottom. They played At the Bottom. They, they played, played Tommy Gun. They played uh, uh, Sick Transit Gloria. Yes. It was a good set. It was a really expertly crafted it set. It really was fantastic. They, so they played um uh the what like there but there was song missing songs missing that I would like to have heard but like sewing season yeah I always love that song Oh they also played archers They played at archers the time I had to go to the bathroom so bad and my favorite brand new song It's a great song Yeah I want to talk about that just because I think it's funny we had choice spot <laughs> for every band right and we're nearing the end. There's only four more songs left. We don't know that, but there's only four more songs left. Four or five, yeah. And TLO says, 
I gotta pee. But was it after what song was it? Because I was jumping. I can't even remember. It was a jumper though. Um, Me and the girl in front of me were finally jumping in unison. And uh, and you're like, I gotta pee, and I can't hold it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I really tried to hold it, but I promised you that I would get back to you. The I didn't, crowd behind us was an okay crowd. I could get back to I you. I didn't trust that I would find you. We had a little episode at Our Lady Peace that <laughs> made me feel like I was going to lose track of you and you didn't have your cell on you. So I wasn't going to chance it. So I walked out with you and got a gigantic jack on the rocks wow. while you went to go pee. Managed but, to get almost that whole concert in completely sober and then just tank it up right at the end. Hell yeah. And then I think uh, right after Archers, uh, they played what? It was uh, at the bottom, right? It was either at the bottom or it was a song and then at the bottom. Because I think there was another... No, there was another one from the new album, but I can't... I See, I never remember Sutler. You know what song that they played that I love? You Stole. Yeah, again, a, a non-forgiveness song. and oh, Hey, move on. I love finally getting to watch um, Vinny play that that riff live, man. I just love that riff. Let's play it now. All right, play you still. Last night they said the fire had spread and we said our prayers.
Stole off the album Daisy, the latest by Brand New. I think that one will hit the radio. No. Okay. I just don't think, uh, I don't think anything off Daisy was, uh, well, actually at the bottom is definitely radio uh, yeah. ready, but it didn't make it onto the radio. So I don't think anything else on the album is really any more friendly than that. Well, it makes it on this radio and that's what matters. Goddamn right. What's this radio? Our radio podcast. It's true. It's not really radio. The in all caps radio hour. It's the radio hour because we play. Yeah. Well, we talk way too much and uh, play less songs. I don't know. Some uh, some FM stations talk a bit as well. So that's our recap of the live shows we've seen in the last few days. I don't know if we have any more on the horizon. We may we may just be bringing you new music and letting you know where they are because there's a lot of tours coming up. Oh, yeah. What is, what's the deal with fall and uh, everybody fall coming through? Fall tour season. I don't know. I guess, um, I guess I'm thankful. It seems like we ha- it had dried up since uh, that big summer festival we went to. Yeah, so Builders and the Butchers and Brand New are also still on tour. Um, Builders and the Butchers are going to record a new album at the end of the year as well. Oh, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. I don't know what Manchester Orchestra has going on after this. If they're just going to uh, be touring with someone else. Yeah, I'm not sure. We should have probably looked into that. Maybe uh, we'll it's, I'll just point it out so that we can show that we didn't. It's fine. I'm sorry. I mean, we <laughs> did. We did plenty uh, of research. Uh, I can't. We can't look at everybody's tour. No, this schedule, is this, for yeah. God's sake. listen. We're just sharing with you our experience. I hope you catch one of these guys live and uh, let us know what you think. Or if you've seen someone live lately that you think we should talk about, let us know. We'd like to check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're always looking for good topics. Um, you can email us at inallcaps at gmail.com or either one of us. You can even Twitter us at twitter.com slash inallcaps. That's right. You can go to inallcaps.com and comment on a post. You can go to videos.inallcaps.com and check out some music videos. I posted some recently. You can comment on this very podcast at podcasts.inallcaps.com. We're everywhere. We're all over the interwebs. Everywhere you want to be anyway. Goddamn right. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Thank you for visiting us. Join us on Facebook, too. We like to uh, post stuff Come up there. Come find us on Facebook. Come be our fan. It's, it's inallcaps.com is the name of the yeah. uh, fan page, or the, the page is what it is on Facebook. Come check us out. We, uh, we, uh, we have a good time. We post up. You won't miss any articles or videos. And we have, uh, we'll occasionally throw up some music news for you. Breaking so you can, news. You can stay on top. Um, crazy videos. And we won't, we won't blow up your homepage, I promise. Yeah, we try not to post more than two or three times a day. Oh, if that. Yeah, it, usually it's not even Maybe five many. times a week. We'll, we'll, we'll just let you know what's going and on. And our fans participate, too. There was a nice discussion about how hot um, Trent Reznor is and how sad uh, some of the fans were that he is married now. There was that on our page. Yeah. You didn't see that, did you? <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, you should check that out. Why don't you and the rest of our listeners go check that out right now? All right, Facebook. Thank you for listening. Um, it's always a pleasure. And we will see you next time. Go and pull at my gold hand